Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. What we're doing on the infrastructure side of things. $3.5 trillion spending. 70% of the president's agenda is on the table here. Build back better. You cannot tire. You cannot concede. Crisis after crisis, the Democrats are in disarray. Democrats wasting money like there's no tomorrow. This. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for a political trivia Thursday, and there is a lot to talk about today. Uh, here in the Greenville area, there was an altercation at one of the high schools this afternoon, D.H. Connolly High School. It was placed, sounds like a semi-lockdown. It wasn't completely not lockdown, but... Uh, there was a ruckus over there this afternoon, and uh, if you're looking online or on Cable 7, you can see we've got some video up. Uh, it was sort of a free-for-all in one of the main hallways out in the uh, school at, at D.H. Connolly. And at one point, you see a—right there, if you're watching online, you see a officer— one of the resource officers who, generally speaking, they're uh, um, uh, a member of the uh, Greenville Police Department or the Sheriff's Department. Anyway, he was knocked down and a, a young man was beating on his back. Now, there were earlier reports today that uh, the officer's gun was taken. Apparently, Pitt County Schools says that is incorrect. That did not happen. Uh, there was a law enforcement called to the school and they were there for the rest of the day. Uh, no word if anyone actually got hit. It looks like there was a lot of punches thrown and a few people tackled, but uh, it doesn't look like anybody was shedding any blood. So anyway, uh, some young men will likely, maybe young women too, will likely be expelled and uh, they will be given a little uh, unscheduled vacation from school, no doubt. Um, Je- you know, go ahead. You know, um that that's at least the the second, maybe a third time a very similar thing has happened in a school in eastern North Carolina, and I got to believe that um, you know we've had the last twelve eighteen months of very little to no supervision for young youngsters at home. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention we've had uh, last year and a half of violets and riots across the country where one particular party have been has been mum on the violence so i mean I, i'm not justifying what's going on with teenagers but when when it's when they watch on television adults doing it for the and last getting away year, with it getting away with it our leaders not denouncing it yep. or at least half of our leaders not denouncing no. it um well isn't it interesting that just yesterday we had that story about and governor cooper talking about how there is the lack of civility at civil civil Civility. Civility, thank you very much, at some of these school board meetings. And he was saying, well, you know, the kids are watching. You know, parents, you know, the kids are watching. Let's make sure we're on good behavior. Uh, you're right. The kids are watching, and they're saying that bad behavior doesn't get punished. Yeah, and the kids were watching last summer when downtown Raleigh Bingo. businesses could not be open. Exactly. And the governor sat in his governor's mansion and did nothing about it. Uh, good point. Uh, I mean, uh. Uh, News and Observer's reporting today, our friend Keith Kidwell went back onto the North Carolina House floor and uh, made a speech, thanks supporters for their prayers and support. Uh, quote, as, you, as I'm sure you all know, my wife and I both 
contracted COVID, Kidwell told fellow lawmakers yesterday. After about 16 days, we were actually starting to feel better, but suddenly both of us started to encounter some breathing issues long after the virus was actually done, and we ended up in the hospital with pneumonia. I spent about three days there, and my wife was there for about a week. She was in far worse condition. We both recovered and ended up at home, he said. Kidwell said he received wonderful messages and prayers from just about everybody at the legislative building on both sides of the aisle and both chambers. I did note, though, after a couple of days, we started getting posts on Facebook that were wishing my wife and I would die. They used various reasons to wish us this ill, from being Trump supporters to being too fat. Listen, Keith Kidwell's a gentleman. And if you came up to Keith and harassed him and said, I wish you died because you're too fat, I actually think Keith would probably, being the gentleman that he is, would turn around and walk away. But if you said that to his wife, uh, I think you'd be picking yourself off off the floor, missing a few front teeth. At least tie in a square knot. <laughs> Listen, Keith is a big man, and I I mean not I, I and I'm not saying that in an insulting way. No, you shake uh, his hands; it's like he's shaking yes. a guy with a catcher's mitt on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, you, you, Keith could knock you into next week. And again, I, I think he'd be a gentleman if you were talking about him. You talk about his wife. I don't think so. My he, dad, my dad always tell me, don't mess with a man that's got a hand like a catcher's mitt. Uh, he does. <laughs> uh, I, I, I would, lo- I would love to see some of these people that said this on social media, come and say it to Keith's face. I don't think you would be quite as, uh, bold if you uh, were face-to-face with... And listen, Keith Kidwell is the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. He is the friendliest, generous, nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. But uh, I would not go messing with Keith Kidwell. Anyway, uh, getting on with the story, Keith, in front of the uh, fellow legislators yesterday, said, um, well, you know what? Those people that identified themselves, we looked up to see which party they were. And apparently, 100% across the board, these people that said, we wish you would die, and a few other nasty remarks, they were all Democrats. Not surprising. And uh, (laughs) listen, I thought they was the tolerant party, right? (laughs) I thought, you know, we were supposed to listen to them because they were so tolerant. Um, Live and let live, right? No, apparently not. He said, here's what I want to tell you. He said, the vile and nasty comments came from one group of people. Don't take this personal. It's not directed at you, he said to House Democrats, but all these nasty grams came from Democrats. Anyway, Keith, we are glad you and your wife are back to good health. And although uh, Keith's wife is still, say a little prayer for her, she still has a few issues yet. But uh, Keith is back to work up in Raleigh. Fox News is reporting Republican Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina and James Comer of Kentucky are demanding the Department of Defense provide information about the Marine officer who was jailed after speaking out against President Biden's Afghanistan withdrawal. The letter sent to uh, Secretary Lloyd Austin gives the Defense Department exactly one week to brief the Committee on Oversight and Reform about the Court Martial of Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller, we've been talking about the last couple of days, which they argue may be politically motivated and a possible attempt to silence further whistleblowers. You know, that, that is a great point, that when you stop and think about it, 
you know, if if this was on the other foot, if this was the other way around, and this was a uh, liberal member of the military going against Donald Trump, he would be hailed as a whistleblower that needs to be, you know, venerated, elevated, whatever, aided, and, uh, you know, he would be considered just a real hero. But because it's going against Joe Biden and his administration, not so much. His superior officers subsequently relieved him of command. The Republicans wrote uh, he was later incarcerated and placed in pretrial confinement at Camp Lejeune uh, here in North Carolina, down in Jacksonville. Do, do you have the charges? They, they came out with the charges today, right? Well, not yet. I cannot find anything online yet. But uh, where did this come from, Clark? Uh, Marine that does YouTube videos uh, explaining okay. the whole thing. He's okay. a legit Marine, and like he's phenomenal. Yeah, it was supposed to be uh, a hearing today, but I cannot find anything's been listed yet. But it, it says that um, currently Scheller faces no charges under Uniform Code of Military Justice. Uh, the general nature of the offenses, so he's just speculating. Uh, and I've seen some other people speculate about these charges um, at an Article Thirty Two hearing. Uh, contempt towards officials willfully disobeying superior commissioned officer and failure to obey a general lawful order and conduct unbecoming of an officer and gentleman. The, uh, although, you know, he, he, uh, he spoke clearly, but he didn't speak against his superior officers. He, he questioned them, but yeah, he, it was, and I guess you just can't question them. Uh, I don't know, but well, that's certainly conduct unbecoming. I know that would fall under that, but if he was specifically told by, you know, a, a commanding officer not to do that, and he then, did it. then he's, you know, he's disobeying an order. But again, if this was on the other foot, he's not to do that, and he did it. then he's, if this, if this was the other way around... Mm, that sounded so good I wanted to listen to it again, I guess. <laughs> if this was the other way around, he would be hailed as a hero and a whistleblower. If this was, if this was a, a liberal officer speaking against the Trump administration... Well, you take I mean, well, Lieutenant just Colonel take Vindman. Well, Lieutenant, yeah. Or, Lieutenant Colonel Vindman. Or Millie. Yeah. But Lieutenant Colonel Vindman was... I mean, he was serving just like uh, Millie. But he's the one that testified in the Trump impeachment hearings yeah. about the, you know, quote, phone call um, that he didn't hear, that he heard about. Yep. yep. So, I mean, I, I don't see the difference. He was hailed as a hero. Uh, well, yeah. It's, but it's, the, the funny thing to me, well, it's not funny. It's, it's, it's not by coincidence that the day in a couple of days that Milley and Alston and uh, McKenzie was to testify before Congress, they locked him up and put him in the brig. Yeah. And put a gag order on. Yeah. So the same day. Same day. Yeah. That's kind of interesting to me. Well, you know, they sent this letter to Lloyd Austin, and Lloyd Austin in the past has basically shot the bird at Congress, saying, no, I'm not going to come. Now, he was there Monday and Tuesday before the Senate and the House, but uh, will he answer this letter in a timely manner? I wouldn't hold my breath. Uh, anyway, by the way, the parents of the Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller have just asked for prayer for their son. And uh, that would be a good thing. They were on with um, Laura Ingram last night, his parents. Did not see that. And, and they basically have no contact with him, has not been charged with anything. And, uh, you know, he was only only outside phone call allowed was to the council. I think his council is out of Fayetteville, I believe, uh, which is a former uh, former Army officer, I think. 
Uh, I mean, it is a little odd that you would be put in solitary confinement for this. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm I'm not. Uh, th- this is well beyond my pay grade. I'm not familiar with it. Just it just appears to me to be a little overkill that you would put a, an individual in for in, in for solitary confinement, unless. Your motivation was, we want to make sure he has no ability to communicate with anybody else. Well, that's probably the real motivation, but they'll probably have, um, you know, some psychological evaluation of him that's been done that says he was a danger to himself or something. I I can just see that coming. They've got a story, I can tell you. Fox Business News is reporting the House and the Senate today passed a short-term funding bill that staved off government shutdown and ensured funding to resettle thousands of Afghan refugees. In a vote 65 to 35 in the Senate, they approved funding that would provide... Now, I I thought that when I first saw this, okay, they just want to keep the government going. Not going to spend anything new. They just want to make sure that we continue to uh, be able to pay the bills that we've already committed to. No, no, no. They've added $6.3 billion for Afghan resettlement, <laughs> along with making sure that we can pay all of our other bills through December the 3rd. Quote, this is a good outcome, one I'm happy that we're getting done. That from Chuckles the Clown Schumer. He said that on the Senate floor. With so many things happening in Washington, the last thing the American people need is for the government to grind to a halt. That's all you need to know. If he thinks this is a good outcome, if Grandpa Munster likes it, then it must be bad. Uh, just just saying. I think it's probably a good thing if the government came grinding to a halt. <laughs> I mean, they it's, can't do any worse. You yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, they would stop spending money. I mean, that, that clock that spins so fast that you can't keep up with it, you know, the, mon- the amount of money we, we spend every second, uh, to see that come to a grinding halt, that would be nice. Now, it wouldn't come to a grinding halt, though, because the interest still compounds. Yeah, I remember w- w- where the big deal was, gosh, we're going to be $10 trillion in debt. Now we're well, over listen, 30. I'll, 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 I'll sound a lot older than that. I can remember the first time I think the, the total budget went over $10 billion, and everybody was aghast. Mm. And listen, that wasn't, I mean, you thought, what was that, back in the 1800s? No, that was like back in the 1970s. Mm. Uh, old. I am old. I am old. <laughs> five six one eight two five five. You say we got Sutton on the line? Yeah. Sutton, how are you, sir? I haven't heard from you for a while. Good to hear from you. Okay, you got to turn your radio down, Sutton. All right, let's. I'll tell you. Well, let's go to a commercial break, and we come back. We'll get Sutton on the line. We'll see if uh, Clark can straighten out Sutton, get his radio down. Lots to talk about, and we've got political trivia coming up. We've got a great prize package, and uh, your category states. Okay, we'll play in a little bit. Stay with us. This is your Drive at Five, an ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in. Taking a quick look at your weather forecast. More good weather coming in. By the way, did you notice it rained last night in the middle of the night? It actually woke me up. Yeah. It sure did. I, I got up like at 3 a.m. and had to go bring the cushions in off the porch because it was uh, rain. It came <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> I didn't know where you were going there for a second. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but I don't think we're getting any more rain. And uh, looks tonight, pretty dry until next week. Yeah, I think. tonight mostly clear. Tonight around fifty-eight. Uh, tomorrow 
beautiful sunny day, high of 79 uh, tomorrow night, low around 58 and clear, and uh, repeat Saturday and Sunday. So good-looking weather coming up for the weekend. Uh, Sunday is going to get a little warm, though. Sunday will uh, get up around 86. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. be a but, good uh, day this weekend to hit Ironwood. It would. Speaking of which... <laughs> if you want to go play golf, Ironwood has been voted best golf course in Greenville two years in a row. Ironwood Golf and Country Club boasts an 18-hole Lee Trevino design course, full-service dining, outdoor pool, tennis, and more. The pool is shut down for the winter. Our newly renovated 15,000-square-foot clubhouse is the per- perfect place to make new traditions with your family. By the way, a lot of weddings out there, and it is a gorgeous venue for your wedding. Give them a call. Ask about any of this stuff, joining up, having a wedding, coming out, and just touring the place for yourself see if you want to be a part of ironwood give them a call 252-752-4653 be a part of what makes greenville a fun place to live that's ironwood golf and country club 252-752-4653 let's go to stella we have ken on the line hey ken hey ken hey how you doing we're doing well good to hear from you Weather is great. Uh, you're absolutely right. But you've opened the uh, proverbial uh, uh, can of worms here. Uh, I got so many things going on, I can't even figure out what I want to talk about. <laughs> it's a big day, big news. A day. big day, and we cover a lot of stories. We don't we don't mess around. We try to get yeah, as many stories yes, into the hours. Well, as we I want I, I want to know why the military is going after this colonel and. Uh, and and, and uh, General uh, Manili Vili, uh, whatever his name is, uh, you know, he he just seems to be skating through like all the Democrats do, and uh, and nobody's paying attention to him. Even our Republicans, uh, they ought to be out there every day uh, beating up on that guy. You know. Well, I don't understand why it was only two Republicans, Nancy Mace of South Carolina and James Comer of Kentucky, were the so far. Now, maybe there'll be others that jump on this, but why those are the only two that are demanding a, an answer from uh, Lloyd Austin and the Defense Department? I would think well, they would friend, be lined up. Uh, uh, yeah, a friend of mine uh, uh, had a text message conversation with uh, Greg Murphy yesterday and greg said told him from what i understand that he was uh going to uh pursue this uh issue with the uh with the colonel to uh get him uh released uh and i was very hopeful i would hear something from him today uh based on his comments but uh, i guess uh I guess they're trying to still get their ducks lined up or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, every Republican should be out there trying to get this guy off the hook. And, and they ought to be demanding to see the transcript uh, from the general uh, who was talking to the uh, uh, Chinese uh, Millie. without informing his commander-in-chief. Yeah. Well, and uh, you talk about... And again, we've we've talked about this numerous times, but uh, what Milley did was a clear violation of Article 94 of the UCMJ, which basically talks in great detail about the accusation of mutiny and sedition. And uh, what he did was going over the president's head, going around his back. And what might even be more uh, nefarious than uh, talking to the adversary like he did was obviously terrible. 
But the idea that he went to other officers and said, do not follow any commands that you might receive until you consult with me. Well, the only command that would be higher than Milley would be the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, he clearly, clearly has acted in a mutinous and and with sedition. Yeah, and and with with military procedure um you yeah. know y- your complaints and concerns go up they don't go down and the only place they exactly. could go the only place for military could go is to the president yeah you know you you don't complain exactly. you, you don't complain to your major well, about the the order you got from the colonel exactly yeah he's an advisor to the president he's not a, a, a in, in any other position other than that and yet he violated, uh, you know, his oath, uh, and he violated the, uh, uh, you know, the Constitution by going around the president to do what he did. And so far, the Republicans are letting him off the hook. They ought to be out there every day, 10 times a day, uh, talking about this guy and what, what he did that was in violation, but they're not. They're they're quiet. Not, well, no, there, there was the hell out of me. There, well, if you listen to the hearings, uh, there were a number of Republicans that were quite forceful in their uh, in their questioning of uh, all three: Millie, McKenzie, and uh, Lloyd Austin. Jo- you know, Josh Hawley was. <laughs> yeah, Josh Hawley and, and Ben Sass. I, I, you know, I don't like Ben Sass on, on many issues, but he Ben Sass was pretty pretty tough on them and. Uh, and also, uh, you know, what's his name? Matt Gates from Florida that uh, seems to have his yeah, own issues yeah. going on. He was yeah. pretty tough on yeah. him. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Ken, yeah, thanks he for the phone I mean, call. We've got others waiting, so I do oh, appreciate it. Thank you, Ken. 561-8255. Let's uh, go to uh, Craig. Is it Craig in uh, Swansboro? Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey. It's, yeah, it's Craig. Um, going back to the colonel in, in the brig, um, and I'm not to name drop, but I know his attorney – I went to college with him. Really? And this guy, yep, he's going to go scorched earth on this thing. You watch. This is the guy who represented all those those oil rig workers that got blown up in the Gulf. Yeah. He is going to go, he is going to go scorched earth. He's a force recon Marine himself. So get your popcorn ready because this is going to get ugly. What do you think? Uh, do you have, have you been in contact with your friend? No, but I'm friends with him on Facebook. <laughs> I well um if if you can get a hold of I I'm I sure he can't there's I'm sure he's limited in what he can uh, discuss but love to get him on the air if you can get uh get in touch with him and get a get a hold of our producer get, get a phone number for we we'd love to have him uh, come on and uh, talk to us about how he's going to approach this it do wonders for the ratings <laughs> <laughs> Well I be that would be fascinating it, it, to talk to him it, it, if you get them on the radio, you want to make sure you have the uh, the beat button ready to go. <laughs> well, we are on a seven second delay, yeah. so and Clark's right, pretty okay. Clark's pretty quick on the dump button. So appreciate it. Yeah, Thank uh, you. Yep, you bet. Thanks, Craig. Five six one eight two five five. Josh and Bath. Hey, Josh. Hey, Josh. Hey, guys. Uh, in the course of doing some independent investigation on the budget bill and the infrastructure, um, there are different watchdog groups that have already added all this up, and one of those is an accounting group. Now, if anybody knows math, taxes, budgeting, it's probably a group of accountants. And what they are saying is that separate from what Biden has already built into the IRS and his building up and funneling, you know, targeted 
taxation into the new IRS codes, the inflation and the new proposed budgets and all these spending increases have guaranteed basically at least a 3% increase to every single person's income tax rate for the year of 2022. Now, that's just 2022. What they are expecting is is that you can count on at least a 3% to 4% increase each year leading up to 2026. Now, I, I have no secrets about my income. Um, I'm about a 12% across the board tax bracket. What this would effectively do by the time we get to vote on it in 2024 would double my tax rate. Well, the scary thing about um, th- this whole point five trillion dollar which by the way uh, the accountants again are coming back and saying well you know what that's that's for starters it's probably gonna be more like 6.5 trillion at the end of the day but one of the scariest things about it is all all the other things that they want to add to it like hiring i think it was like eighty-seven thousand new irs agents Mm -hmm. eighty-seven thousand, and every time now i I don't think this is gonna go through because i don't think the bank's are going to put up with it, but but they want every time you you withdraw six hundred dollars, a six hundred dollar deposit or transaction will be reported to the IRS. Uh, actually, and that's not even transactions; that's residing money as well. So they what he wants to do is require the banks to report any account amount that is over six hundred dollars. So if you have more than six hundred dollars in your account and you are flagged as being in contravention of any executive branch uh, or legislative branch mandate, they will take that money above that amount out of your account using the IRS. Unbelievable. Well, you know, what's even scarier about this is if, you know, based on where we have been as a nation in our judicial system, this would never cut it. You'd get to the Supreme Court and they'd say, you can't do that. It's unconstitutional. But you watch in fact, we talked about this yesterday in the North Carolina Supreme Court, where you have the Democrats basically saying that the Republicans, two of the Republicans, have to recuse themselves from the uh, tax cap that the uh, citizens of North Carolina pass overwhelmingly, and the voter ID. You're going to see more and more as this goes forward that in the, the judicial branch, they're going to do their best to try to negate the rule of law. And uh, they're going to do everything they can just to to remove anybody that would get in their way, vilify them. You know, there's stories out today about uh, Christy Nome and trying to vilify her because she's, you know, being considered as a VP if Trump runs again. She and uh, Tim Scott. Well, you watch. You watch the media go after both those people. You watch the media go after uh, anything that would get in the way of uh, of this agenda by these crazy progressives well you know kind of as as a side topic of this with governor DeSantis, you know they've been all over him for the last you know four or five weeks about what florida's doing with covid 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 they're killing people he don't care about their numbers have dropped dramatically they're like in the bottom seven states in america now with covid numbers you cannot find it yeah, the yeah they, they won't report that. I mean, it, it's no. so obvious what's going on. Hey, Josh. Good. I, think, uh, I think it would also be a good uh, idea for somebody to ask the Democrats if they remember what happened when we had taxation without representation. 
Yeah, will will the American people? I hope the American people would rise up again. I I I, I hope. I, I have to I have to admit to you, Josh. Sometimes I wonder. There there's too many people that are willing to sit back on their fannies. But and, here's the deal: in 2020, 39 percent paid taxes, 61 percent did not. The highest number of all time. When the majority don't have skin in the game, they're not going to complain yeah. about a whole lot. Yeah. Who was it? Was it Alexander that said, you know, when uh, when they can figure out they can take goodies out of the uh, public coffers, the uh, we're, we're done basically as a mm-hmm. republic. Said Josh, good call. Sorry to end, end it on a negative uh, uh, note there. Rhonda in Edenton. Hey, Rhonda. Hey, Rhonda. Hi. How are you all doing? Doing well. Hope you're doing well. I am so grateful for your show. If we ever lose conservative talk radio, we're done. But anyway. Uh, Stu Scheller, first of all, I've already gone to Pipe Pitter Foundation and made my little tiny contribution. Good I was for you. very happy to see in the last 24 hours since hearing his parents on Glenn Beck and uh, Mark Levin, his fund has gone up $1 million, and most of those contributions may be like $25. So way to go. That is, well, well, that, that is a great testimony. I mean, that mm-hmm. was a great testimony. It was a million dollars, but most of them are from $25 donations. Like little, yeah, little, $25 to $100. Uh, it's amazing. People are rallying, and they're doing what little they can, and I'm so grateful for that because God bless his parents. It breaks my heart. And then something I'm really interested in, the Clintons, Obamas, and Bushes announced on September 11th that they were joining Welcome.us, creating a nonprofit to help resettle Afghans in the United States. And they are teaming up with the Chamber of Commerce, a variety of businesses, possibly George Soros, the governor of Maryland, the governor of Colorado, and then all of a sudden, we're seeing billions of dollars uh, lavished on those helping resettlement in the United States. I would really love it if they'd reach in their own pockets and go out and fundraise. You know, I buy Girl Scout cookies every year. You know, people used to go out, and if they had a, a cause, you know, parents go out with their kids and all, and, and they raise their own money, and they really work hard on the things they believe in. Now they just go shake down the government, and it's really uh, a sad commentary oh, on our country. Uh, it, it is, uh, Rhonda. And listen, when George Soros, Bill Clinton, uh, Barack Obama, uh, the governor of Colorado, the governor of Maryland, who I know he's a Republican, but boy, if there was ever a definition of a rhino, he's it. When they get involved— but George Bush and his wife. Well, well, and yeah, that's, that's a huge disappointment, too. But what I was going to say, when you have those— individuals that i was just mentioning get involved in something like this um listen it's it's not for some noble uh kind you know beneficial charitable work uh there there is an underlying cause and motivation and it ain't good you're afraid that the ruling class is under attack after trump won they don't like the you know joe public out here having control yeah and by the way you're right uh george uh george w and laura bush is uh it's just like oh what have they been drinking hey listen let's uh, lighten things up let's play a little political trivia shall we got a great prize package five six one eight two five five your category 
States. Got a good prize package, and uh, the phone lines are open, 561-8255. Political trivia when we get back. All right, let's play political trivia, shall we? 561-8255. Got a couple lines open. 561-8255. Your category today, states. Prize package includes a free oil change for your car or pickup at Dave Davis's East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep or at Washington Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. A gift certificate from Fit for Life, including two free training sessions with a coach. A $20 gift card to Mucho Bueno for lunch or dinner. Mucho Bueno, real Mexican street food located in front of the Westbrook Shopping Center, U.S. 70 West in Havelock. A $20 gift card to Gwendy's Goodies Bakery in Aden. Delicious baked from scratch made goodies. They are good goodies. Also a gift card to University PC Care and a gift card to Ironwood Golf Course. Remember, if you or anyone in your immediate family has won in the last 60 days, well... You need to wait 60 days until you play again. First up in New Bern, is it Mike we're going to first? Mike in New Bern. Hey, Mike. Mike, you with us? Okay. Everything. Hey, is this, is this Mike? Yes, it is. All right, Mike. Congratulations. <laughs> what happened to our music? Our music just I disappeared. I was supposed to be second. <laughs> well, I, you know, Mike, you're number one. Hey, you're number that's one. Our, hey, yeah, that's what my wife keeps telling me with the wrong finger. <laughs> that's a good one mike let's keep it pg here mike um here's your question your category is states question what is unique to the state of maine no other state can make this claim this is something that maine has had the bragging rights to since it became a state and so far no one has taken away this unique distinction so far what is it? Partially Canadian. No, that's not it. But it's a good ah. guess. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, Gary. Hey, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Did you hear the question? I'm gonna. I heard the question. I'm gonna take a stab at it because I'm really clueless on this. But I'm gonna say, um, the most fishing uh, lobster. Uh, that, that, well, they have a lot of lobster, but they're not the only one. Yeah, but that's the best I can come yeah. up with. Sorry. All right. No, good guess. 561-8255. Ernie, is it? Yeah, Ernie from Emerald Isle. Ah, Ernie hey, from Ernie. Emerald Isle. Hey, Ernie. Well, what do you, you think? You just, spoke, you just spoke to one of my best friends, Gary from Oriental. Oh, there you go. Well, that's a small world. However, however, uh, I'm going to one-up them. Yeah, the people in Maine are the first people to see the sun. Um... The yeah, first people to see, the, okay. to see the sun in the morning. That's that's they are the first first, first people to see the sunrise. Hmm. Well, Check are they out. because they're so far north in the in the in the middle of the winter? Would they be later? Well. No, check it out. Check it out. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to give you honorable mention, but that's not the answer we're looking for. (laughs) Thank you for being a good sport. Let's go back to Carl. We've got Carlton on the line. Hey, Carlton. Hey, Carlton. Hey there. Yes. What do you think? You want to? You want a hint? Carlton. I don't even know what the question is. Oh, well, all right. Let me give you the question. What is unique to the state of Maine? No other state can make this claim. It's something that Maine has had the bragging rights to since it became a state, 
And so far, no other state has taken this unique extension uh, distinction away. Here's your first hint. Iowa, Texas, Kansas, Vermont, and Utah come close, but not quite. Iowa, Texas, Kansas, New York, Vermont, Utah come close, but not quite. I have no clue. Take a wild guess. <laughs> Hello, crickets. Five six one eight two five five. I don't know. I know silence is bad for radio. I have no idea. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Bradley. Hey, Tom. How y'all doing? I'm uh, doing well. Did you hear the question? Good. I did. You I want another say, Yeah, go. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, here you go. What's unique to the state of Maine? If Guam were to ever become a state, it would remove this distinction from Maine. Hmm. I'm going to guess it has five letters in its name. Boy, you are warm. You are really oh. warm, and you're really on the right track. Okay, you have given somebody else a great hint. You are really, really on the right track, and you're warm. 561-8255. That's the best hint that uh, has come along. Let's go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how y'all doing, Tom? Good. What do you think? What's unique to the state of Maine? I thought I had the answer you wanted, but uh, now I don't think so. Um, I believe Maine is the only state that splits their electoral votes. No, Nebraska does, too. That's a good guess. I actually had to look that up because I thought that 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 was so, but uh, Nebraska does too. Five six one eight two five five. Uh, let's go to Doug. Hey, Doug. Yeah, they. I'm not sure either. Now, now uh, the, let me do, let's say you, you all are making it overly complicated. Okay, you all are making it overly complicated. Maine is the only state with this. Guam would take it away. And uh, as one of the callers said, there's the only state with five letters. That's not it. But that was really close. That's on the right track. What do you think? Got the only letters with three uh, vowels in it? No, but you're on the right track. 561-8255. Who else we got? Let's go to James. Hey, James. Hey, James. About ready to give it away. How are you doing? I'm doing well. What do you think? Oh, I already know what the answer is, and I'm pretty confident of it. All right. Maine is the only state with one one syllable to its name. You got Bingo. it. Congratulations, James. That is it. Maine is the only state name with one syllable. Where are you calling from? Greenville. All right, James. Hang on. We're going to get your uh, information. we got a boatload of goodies. Stay with us because Benny and I will be right back. All right. Your 5 o'clock drive. The drive home should be a delight. This is Tom Lamprecht with more news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. 
Welcome back in. James Gray got our political trivia question right from Greenville, North Carolina. James figured it out. Maine is the only one-syllable name of all the 50 states. But if Guam became a state, that would be uh, a one-syllable It's a beautiful state this time of year, too. That's true. It's uh, a a cold state. Yeah, it's starting to get pretty cold, but it's uh, last couple weeks it's been their fall. Yeah. Well, and then they got a nice summer in July. Mm. For like two days. Speaking of weather, my favorite place <laughs> that I vacationed in Idaho today was a high of 66 and sunny tonight, a low of 19. Ooh. <laughs> and that's why you went in the summertime. Yeah. Um, Joe Manchin. Oh, by the way, I did want to mention this, too. Uh, we heard from one of our listeners who is in the know and uh, related to the uh, lieutenant colonel in the brig down at Camp Lejeune. And we don't want to mention any names, but and I don't want to get too specific, but he was basically saying some of the some of these charges are are, are indeed over the top and uh, probably out of order. So it's going to be interesting to, to follow this thing. Um, Joe Manchin came out today and basically said um, he and, and cinema did, too, as well, just sort of doubled down and just said, I am not going to budge on this $3.5 trillion uh, package. Uh, you know, the other thing that he said, too, is uh, he will not consider this if the Hyde Amendment is removed, uh, if if this bill removes the Hyde Amendment, which is the federal funding for abortion. Apparently, Joe Biden, uh, Joe Biden, Joe Manchin is uh, very much pro-life. So it's going to be interesting to see. Do you have that you have that cut, cut too, with uh, Joe Manchin? Here was Joe Manchin from earlier today talking about, uh, okay, if I'm not going to get behind this $3.5 trillion bill, you better, you better go out and campaign for it. I've never been a liberal in any way, shape, or the form. There's no one has ever thought I was. I've been governor. I've been state secretary of state. I've been state legislature. I've been a U.S. senator. And I have voted pretty consistently all my whole life. I don't fault any of them who believe that they're much more progressive and much more liberal. God bless them. And all they need to do is we have to elect more, I guess, for them to get theirs, elect more liberals. There you go. (laughs) I've not ever thought of him as a progressive liberal, but I don't know how you can be a Democrat and not say that you're and say you're not a liberal. Well, and and I got a lot of friends that that would have that same attitude here in North Carolina, but. But folks, your party has left you. Joe yeah. Manchin, your yeah. party has left you. I mean, why would you want to be associated with that? It's, um, but you know, he said, "God bless him." Um, I was thinking, well, no, I won't go there. <laughs> but you yeah. know, please let's keep it PG. This yeah, is, but, we're, we're we're pushing the envelope here. No, but he uh, he 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 surprised me. I really thought he was going to cave just because. Uh, well, it's not over yet. It's not over yet, but. But then again, if he keeps doing this, uh, he's the most powerful man in America. Really, well, he and Cinema, and yeah. uh, so far they haven't caved. I, I uh, and pray that they don't. Uh, th- this whole thing is an ugly, ugly mess. And boy, you talk about a house of cards if th- th- this were to go through. Hey, listen, uh, thanks for being with us today. Uh, continue to pay, uh, pray for the uh, lieutenant colonel who's down in the brig in Jacksonville, and uh, we're going to take a little R and R. We're going to be off for the next six weekdays. We'll be back again on Monday, October the 11th. Um, Anyway, have a good week. And uh, Benny and I will see you in, what was that, nine days from now? Something like that. Something like that. So uh, we'll see you then. Thanks for being with us. Bye-bye, everybody. All right, all right, all right.